Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 160 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Can you believe it? 160 episodes. It blows my mind that I get to share this space with such incredible, amazing people who are in the sober or non-alcoholic or whatever spectrum or however you identify space. Uh, And it's so lovely to be able to provide a space to have everyone come together and to listen and to learn and to grow all together. So first and foremost, I want to thank you for listening. If you're new here, if you're a return listener, I want to thank you so much for listening to opening up this possibility, this idea to possibly changing your relationship with alcohol or simply just along for the ride and listening to others and how they've gone about changing their relationship for them. It's a very personal experience. It is, like I said, it's I like to think of it as a spectrum, your relationship with alcohol. So whatever that means to you, however you identify, if that's sober curious, if you are just dipping your toe into the sober curiosity pool, if you are looking to make changes to your relationship with alcohol, either for today, for tonight, or for the year, or for the week, or for the next 24 hours, whatever that looks like, You are welcome here, and I'm so, so happy to have you. That being said, it's been a long time since I've done a a solo episode. A lot to talk about. Um, First and foremost, I have just celebrated my fifth year of sobriety. And sobriety for me looks like no alcohol, uh, no drugs, even though I have in the past experimented with cannabis and mushrooms 
Um, I actually tried to experiment with ayahuasca. We will get to that story. Just wasn't in the cards for me, but you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll get the whole lowdown on that situation. Um, but yeah, I am a sober girl. That is how I identify. I do not partake in booze. I also do not judge those who do, but it does not work for me. Plain and simple. That's all I need to say. That's all you need to know. It is not my friend. I definitely am, I consider myself much cooler when I am not drinking. So I decided to make that my life. So it's been a while since we talked. Some things have happened. A lot of, uh, besides my five years of sobriety, um, wow, that's a big one. I never, I never thought I would even, and, and this sounds really morbid and like, maybe a little bit much and dramatic, but I honestly never thought that I would get past the age of 19. Um, And that's not because of my relationship with alcohol. Um, I just as a child, I could not picture, I couldn't imagine. um, I don't know if I even really wanted to imagine what my life would look like as an adult, which is a little bit sad. Um, I didn't really necessarily see the value on growing up and what that meant or what that even looked like because unfortunately I was kind of surrounded by a bunch of pissed off adults that didn't make adulthood or growing up seem that fun. So I was good. I was like good to like cop out at, at 19 and also this is also really funny in the very beginning stages of uh, computers or, you know, public Wi-Fi. Um, when I was in high school, my class was in the library. And for some reason, one of the boys had Googled this website or brought up this website called death.com. And what this, what this website, I know, it's very lovely. What this website did is it, it you kind of filled in very very topical, like superficial questions about yourself. Like, do you have any pre-existing like diseases? Is there any disease in your family? And it wasn't like specific. It was just like a yes or a no. Um, And with those little superficial questions, I think there was like three or four that you answered. It would basically auto-generate when you were going to die. (laughs) I know. I know. It, don't I don't roll your eyes or actually do roll your eyes because it's it's just so funny and so ridiculous. But back then, I think I was 16 or 17 and I'm like, ah, yeah, 19. That yep, that sounds about right. That sounds like a good good time. You know, like two more years, two or three more years and uh I think I'm good. Um And just kind of like looking back on that, I just find it so hilarious. And also teenagers, if you have kids or if you are a teenager, it's hilarious to think how teenagers know everything. I think there's actually a bumper sticker that says, hire a teenager while they still know everything. So um, I'm here to call bullshit on myself and my teenage self. And I am so thrilled to still be here at 36 years of age 
and to be celebrating five years of sobriety. Who would have thought? Who would have imagined? Not me, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, so let's get into, I kind of brushed over um, ayahuasca and uh, those type of, um, I guess they would be considered medicine. I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't consider ayahuasca um, a party drug or something you do for fun. And if that is something you do for fun, like, wow, that's, that's a lot. So ayahuasca is a plant-based medicine and apparently it is supposed to be like 20 or 30 years of therapy in one hit. So in one like dose, like you drink this really kind of gross um, tasting like tea kind of bark solution um, and you basically have kind of an out-of-body experience but you are in your mind so it's like you're going through all your subconscious thoughts you're going through all your limiting beliefs it's basically getting out of your physical body and some parts of your uh, conscious mind that keep you trapped and kind of in these patterns or in these loops it basically um, if you're going to look at this uh, from a visual perspective you know therapy is a nice kind of relaxing massage, if you will, whereas um, <laughs> ayahuasca is more like taking a jackhammer to your, your muscles, to yourself. Um, it's not like a pleasant experience, but apparently it does wonders. So why the hell am I talking about ayahuasca? Okay, this is why. I had planned this trip, or actually it wasn't even planned. It was very random. It was very quick um, that this all kind of got moving. My best friend had, um, she was working in the Dominican Republic. She's been there for almost four months now and she's she works in film. And she called me up and she's like, dude, you gotta get down here. Uh, I got a full, like, huge two-bedroom apartment, like, right by the beach, right in the, in the Dominican Republic. Like, get down here. You can stay with me. Just, like, get your flight and, like, figure it out. <sighs> Sounds awesome. Sounds like a good time to me. And uh, this is also, I haven't taken a vacation, like, a full-on vacation in probably like seven or eight years at least. Um, I've always been working. I was a DJ before um, I started A Sober Girl's Guide. And so, yes, I got to travel. I got to see things and do things. But I was always working. I always had a gig or had multiple gigs line up. Um, so it wasn't just a full on, here you go, relax, Go be yourself. What does that even look like on vacation? How do you relax? What do you do with your hands? Um, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, let's do it. I booked my ticket. Um, I don't know if I should tell you about the whole friend scenario that goes into the Dominican Republic trip, but I think we will. I think I'll go for it because 
it's actually kind of ironic because a lot of you guys are messaging me on my Ask Me Anythings, uh, which I do on Monday and Fridays. And a lot of a lot of gals had issues with dealing with friends and dealing with friends who were not supportive of maybe their choice to stop drinking or to take a break from drinking and just in general, just not supportive, like having kind of these misaligned connections, if you will. So it was kind of ironic that at the same time, I was on this Dominican Republic trip with a friend of mine that it was just a complete misalignment as well. So we were, it was like the simpatico situation. Uh, I was picking up what you were putting down and maybe you were picking up what I was, I was not putting down, but going through. Um, anyways, so we and my other friend, let's call her B. We, me and B went to see A, my friend who was working, she's in the film industry and this was like her apartment. So B, who I left Vancouver with to go to the Dominican Republic, right off the bat of this trip, homegirl is like late for our flight. I don't know about you guys, but I get like flying is not the best for me. Like I get really nervous. I want to be there on time. I want to have my snacks ready. I just want to make sure everything is where I need to be, especially on longer flights. Uh, The travel time to from um, Vancouver to the Dominican Republic is 12 hours. So that's uh, quite a lot of travel time. Uh, Quite a lot of time to be like uncomfortable, you know, not super comfy. So right off the gate, we're taking our red eye, which P.S. I love red eyes. They are my favorite. If you have not flown red eye, um, they are fantastic, especially if you're going back east from the west coast. Oh, the bomb. Anyways, so homegirl shows up 20 minutes before the door to the airplane closes. First of all, like that's a little like not fun for me, but okay, you know what? Stuff happens. And keep in mind, I'm a pretty easygoing person. After this trip, I'm going to recap why I may not be so easygoing or my maybe going forward and we're going to talk about this, why it is important to have standards versus expectations especially in the relationships that you are cultivating. Anyways, side note. So we get on the plane, everything's great. It is a fully packed flight, which is fabulous, if you can sense my sarcasm. Um, And she's in the middle seat, I'm on the aisle. I don't know who is near the window, but someone is near the window. So we are taking off, we are mid-flight, we are in, in the air. And she turns to me and goes, don't freak out. What? (laughs) Okay. Um, And she proceeds to tell me that in her backpack, she has her dog. She's bringing her dog to the Dominican Republic. And it's just not... um, very courteous, especially to someone that you are traveling with. It's not a courteous thing to do. 
it's not like I'm going to tell her or discourage her from bringing her dog. Like, if that's, like, what you want to do, cool. But, like, it's nice to let someone that you're traveling with for 12 hours know that you're bringing your dog along with you. Anyways, again, I'm trying to, like, it's fine. My therapist is, like, just act like you're a Teflon pan and an egg is just going to slide right off your surface. That's a really lovely visual. If ever you are dealing with someone of this caliber. <laughs> um, so whatever. We land. It's all good. Um, just little things here and there that are just continuing to add up, like doesn't want to turn her phone on, but also complaining about the, the price of the cab to get to the apartment, but also won't do anything about it. You know, just these little tiny, like immature things that just are adding up and that my is chipping away at my, oh, just relax type personality. So we... We get to the we get to the apartment. Everything's great. We're like right by the beach. This is fantastic. Um, and the next day, um, well, actually, I should preface this conversation. So we hang out with my friend A, who just got back from work. Meanwhile, you know, she works in the film industry. She works twelve-hour days, long hours. If you know anyone or you yourself work in the film industry, you know it's exhausting. So. She, again, reinstated, like, hey, everyone around in the vicinity is a work colleague, so, you know, try and be on your best behavior, which I'm like, okay, so being... I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. Normal is my best behavior. Um, and, and just, you know, just be mindful. Totally. Awesome. Got it. Respectful. Mindful. Love it. Um, this, we go the next day. We go um, to town with our um, with my friend's work colleagues and my friend B decides to hit the old sauce um, and she then picks up a bottle of vodka for our van ride back um, from our town excursion and proceeds to get pretty pretty wasted as a sober person, I have to admit, like, this is a bit triggering. It's really frustrating. I, I, I don't feel disrespected. I just feel that it's, like, no one really wants to be around someone who's, like, belligerently drunk. Like, it's just not a good time. 
Um, and you know, we're not frat boys on spring break. We're 30 something year old women, which I'm, I'm not judging that about age and stuff like that. I mean, maybe I am. Yeah. It probably sounds like I am judging. So, um, yeah, let's go with that. It's just not a fun look. And especially when everyone else is not on that level. So to all of you who ask me questions about being frustrated with drunk people or people who are drinking, absolutely. It, you are on a completely different level. It is very isolating to be around people who are drunk to that extent. And I mean, it doesn't even have to be belligerently drunk. It's just drinking in general. You are on different planes. You know, they're on a t- totally different vibe. You're on a totally different vibe. It's nothing's wrong, nothing's right. But you have to accept the reality that it is different. Um, and because it's different, you're going to see situations in completely different lenses, right? I think we can all agree that a drunk person sees the world in, uh, in a completely different lens than a sober person, right? So that being said, um, our, our friend who continues to keep drinking, she then goes to dinner um, and keep in mind how A said, like, be mindful. These are all my colleagues around this complex where everyone's staying. Please just be mindful of that. Well, homegirl didn't or didn't just didn't pay attention. Like I said, you know, drunk people, completely different perception of reality. She, I guess, went to dinner and... <laughs> Um, she knocked the person on off stage who was, I guess, singing or performing during dinner and, uh, decided to have her own show and take the mic and run with it. Um, so this was pretty disappointing. This was just not a good experience for anyone. Um, my friend A felt extremely disrespected and, just wasn't a good look. She was very embarrassed. All her work colleagues the next day literally called our friend batshit crazy, which I don't think anyone wants to be called that. Um, It just wasn't a good experience. And so naturally, again, I'm trying to stay in my, I'm just a really easygoing person. Everything's fine kind of mode. Well, everything isn't fine. And I think sometimes it's a really toxic place to be, especially for yourself, um, when everything is not fine. Everything's not fine. Um, And so I opted to just kind of shut down and do my own thing um, for the rest of the trip. And I was met with a lot of aggression Um, I was met with a lot of anger, to be honest. And I tried to talk to this person. I tried to, you know, tell them how I was feeling. But, you know, with someone who is at that stage and just doesn't have the ability, and I learned that these type of people, there's a term for them. 
they are emotionally immature. Now, a lot of people would categorize maybe this behavior as narcissistic, and I don't love that word. It gets thrown around way too often. It is like one of those trendy buzzwords, and it's just not fair. It's actually really extreme. Um, so when people are categorized as, as narcissistic, like selfish, self-centered, um, toxic, damaging, what, however you want to call it, nine times out of 10, they're just emotionally immature. They're just really self-centered. They don't see how their actions are affecting other people. They get defensive. They start gaslighting when confronted. It's just all around, like you just don't get anywhere with those types of people. You don't, there isn't a common ground. There isn't reasoning um, because they are, they're on a different level. They're not, they're not in the space to come together to connect and solve something. They're in the space of being right and they need to be right at all costs which doesn't allow a lot of wriggle, wiggle room when you're trying to express how you're feeling and how their actions have affected you. Um, I'll give you a prime example of this. So I, at all costs, love, like, love uh, uh, to talk things out. In this case, um, and, and let me explain the situation and see if you can identify the red flag here. So she, you know, asked me what was going on, why I've been kind of keeping to myself, understandably, right? No one wants to feel like they're being isolated. Um, and so when I try to explain, you know, kind of pinpoint, and I've thought about this for a couple of days and really pinpointed why I'm upset, where my emotions are, what my emotions are, what I'm feeling and why I'm upset, you know, I told her Right off the bat, the flight thing, being late, made me feel really scared and unsure and just not very comfortable. I'm, I'm not, I don't love flying as is, so it was a little bit scary for me. Um, and then I said the dog thing and like, you know, it would have been nice as your travel partner to know that you're bringing a dog on, on the trip, you know, on the flight and that we would have to conceal this dog. It wasn't like it was, you know, supposed to be there. You smuggled it in on your backpack. Um, and the response that I got from her was, why do I have to tell you what I'm doing? Why do I have to tell you what's on my ticket? It's none of your business if I'm bringing my dog or not. Do you see any, uh, any issues there? Any kind of... Um, red flags or kind of, you know. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. 
It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. Not really seeing other person's side. Yeah. So right then and there, if you are having a conversation with a person who gets defensive, comes back at you like that, right then and there, I cut the conversation. I was like, okay, that's, that's all I need to know. That's, that's enough for me. That's it. That's a no for me, dog. Um, that just really signified to me that this person isn't really there for me. They don't really care. They don't care enough about me to tell me, you know, or even have the common courtesy to tell me what's, what's going on or, you know, if they're going to be late, if, you know, there's just no basic communication um, there and about pretty big things, I think. Um, and so that's kind of all you need to know in terms of, of that like relationship and where it's going to go, because you know that you're not going to be able to not necessarily change them, but you're not going to be able to get them to see your perspective or your point of view because they just don't. That's just not, that's not in their wheelhouse. That's not where they want to be. They're in on the defense. They want to, defend their choices, their um, decisions at all costs. And at all costs means to even hurting you. So remember when I said um, I don't have expectations with relationships, but I have standards? Um, That is a standard of mine. If someone is not willing to see how, you know, they affect other people or how their actions can affect other people, um, especially when they're hurtful things. Um, that's kind of, that's a no. Again, that's a no for me, dog. Um, and that's really, that's really tough to do. I, I really understand that it's it's a tough, uh, standard to uphold, but I mean, that's just not a healthy relationship. Like your friends should care about your well-being, you know, that even if it's not at the forefront of their mind, but if you express how you're feeling and how your actions have affected, have how their actions have affected you, and there is still no empathy, no reciprocity, no, like, acknowledgement, again, that's a no for me, dog, like, no way, that, that doesn't, feel good that doesn't do anything for our relationship that definitely does not build trust um to be even vulnerable or have a deeper connection going forward so no no um so at that point uh when I said okay you know I I I put the conversation on ice I was like okay um as soon as I heard that that I am not important that my feelings not important. I do not be, 
I'm not um, a priority to be considered or communicated to. Um, I, I shut down the conversation. I then, you know, wasn't received very well. And I understand that. But um, I finally had to lay it out and say, you know what? We are just on completely different vibes. And I think it would be best if you do your own thing and I do my own thing. And so that's exactly what happened. Um, I did my own thing and she got voted off the island. (laughs) Um, I guess, you know, time will tell. Uh, It just, yeah, it's really tough when you are traveling with friends. It is, it could go either way. You know, it's, it's a lot of time together. um, And, you know, being in a concentrated environment, it either works or it doesn't. Um, and in this case, it didn't work out. So that being said, I have to say, I really enjoy spending time with myself. Um, and this is also another kind of pillar or benchmark of sobriety. I used to really freak out about being. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off alone um it was like dreaded you know I didn't want to be alone because I would just feel lonely now I'm alone but I'm absolutely not lonely um and that comes with tending to your needs and wants and figuring out what those are so um when you when you aren't drinking you really need to figure out what your needs and wants are and when you do that, you discover things that you generally are interested in. Um, so for example, you know, we were at in the Dominican Republic, wasn't a lot to do, but there were tennis courts and I absolutely love tennis. So um, I signed up, I took some tennis lessons, I met people at the tennis courts, um, I met this lovely couple, and we hung out, we went to the beach together, um, fantastic, like it's such a great way to meet other people. Um, so 
tennis was my thing. I also went to the gym. I met some really cool people at the gym. Um, and that just like really helped kind of helped me along on the trip. And again, made me not feel alone or lonely because I tapped into, you know, things that I was genuinely interested in. And then I found other people who were interested in that too. And then we formed relationships. Some, sometimes we hung out, sometimes we didn't, but it was just really nice to build connections, um, that weren't in a bar that was, um, in something fun and, you know, I don't mind a good, healthy competition. Uh, so tennis is great for that. And I always find that like people that play tennis are just really great, solid people. Like you can meet some really fantastic people. Actually, the, my tennis, um, my tennis coach still WhatsApps me like to check in and see how I'm feeling. Like how sweet is that? I cannot say enough for tennis, actually. If you are a single gal uh, looking to meet someone, definitely, definitely get yourself involved in tennis. Because even if it's like, if it's men or women that you're interested in, they are stand-up individuals. Love them. Anyways, so uh, the rest of the trip, I did solo. Um you know, my friend was there working. I saw her occasionally, but I did it solo. Had a blast, had the time of my life until I got sick. I then got a parasite, which is pretty friggin' intense. It's like the ultimate purge. Basically, any orifice in your body wants to purge and get this parasite out of your body, um, which is ironically, is very similar to ayahuasca. You go through a purge as well. You drink this muddy, yucky, um, bark water stuff, um, and you basically hallucinate and purge to your heart's content. Um, so I, I didn't end up going to do my retreat that was doing ayahuasca because I was so sick with this parasite. Um, so it basically ended up being a DIY um, ayahuasca experience. I definitely hallucinated. I was very, very sick. Um, and it, yeah, it was just a really brutal experience that I had no idea I was signing up for. But, uh, you know, you go to Dominican Republic and all you get is a parasite. Fun times. So lots of lessons to learn definitely on this Dominican Republic trip. Um, you know, like I said, traveling with friends could go either way. It's, it's a tough one. But what's not tough or what, what's not, um, not negotiable is standing up for yourself. And when you don't feel good about something and when you don't feel that you are being treated you know correctly or treated how you want to standing up for yourself you know advocating for yourself it's extremely hard to do and trust me because everyone wants to be that fun easygoing friend um, you can't be fun and easygoing when someone keeps uh crossing the line and crossing those boundaries um that it just doesn't work it's not reality it's not sustainable 
Um, so if you don't stand up for yourself, unfortunately, no one else will. And I kind of learned that the hard way. I, Looking back at it, there were some red flags in this friendship and uh, I chose to ignore them and prayed the price. So here we are. I live and learn, right? Live, laugh, learn, love, what, whatever, the <laughs> whatever the saying is. Um, but I am really proud of myself to, for just saying, you know what, this, this isn't working. This is not working. Um, and that kind of goes hand in hand with what I've learned this year in sobriety. And one of the main things is acceptance. The, 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 on my, the top of my list is acceptance. Now, it is the hardest freaking thing to do. But I'm telling you, it'll save you so much time and agony and pain and heartbreak if you try and go against this and try to, you know, go against rea the reality of the situation. Um, acceptance is key. Um, and that, you know, it can be painful, but it's also like a muscle. You know, you build that um, ability to accept the things. I mean, this is a, a famous quote, to accept the things you cannot change. Because you can't. That That's another thing. The people, the people, things, whatever the circumstances in your life can't be changed. So accepting that is going to save you, like I said, heartbreak, most, mostly heartbreak. It's going to save you a shit ton of heartbreak. Um, so a couple things that I learned this year in sobriety, definitely number one, acceptance, top of the food chain there. I've also really leaned into, I guess, a concept that like two things can be true at the same time. You know, that gray area. Um, not everything is so black and white, but two things can be true at the same time. And how to, how to kind of, how to articulate that gray area and how to uh, navigate through that, that gray area is really, really fascinating and, and really interesting and something, again, that is constantly worked on. Always don't do it with grace, but, you know, here we are, living, learning, loving, laughing. <laughs> um, so a couple examples of how two things can be true at the same time. So a classic example of this is like you can miss drinking, but even though it doesn't make you feel good, kind of the same, kind of the same concept as of like any relationship that you might have. Like so you can miss someone even though they hurt you. Or that someone could be a good person, but not necessarily a friend, a, f a, a, a lover, or someone that is a fit for you. Um, like, you still love them. Another example could be like, you still love them, but you also hold strong boundaries. So this this concept that two things can be true this gray area um has i've really really leaned into that this year um something else i mean this is no surprise but i got to say especially in the Dominican Republic non-alcoholic alternatives are 
still rocking my world. Leave it up to this sober girl to find like non-alcoholic alternatives in the most random places, the most like random third world uh, grocery stores or like little tiny pop-up convenience stores. And I'll just be out there looking for non-alcoholic alternatives. I found this incredible, I don't know the name of the brand of the, the beer, but it was like this unbelievable lemon radler non-alcoholic beer it was magical it was so good and that really you know that was a stressful trip that was a really hard trip you know I am no longer friends with that friend um and I also got a parasite like I was really really ill and those two things like that's a lot on a trip that you think that you're going to just be relaxing and have a vacation on. <laughs> Definitely not what I signed up for, but okay, I'll take it. Um, so the non-alcoholic alternatives, just for that extra little treat that I would bring to the beach, something that was comforting, that made me feel you know, special and important and just good. It just made me feel good about myself. Um, I, I mentioned this, I, I touched on this before about your needs and wants, and I'm going to, I'm going to drill this in again. You're, you must understand and come to terms with what your needs and wants are at this very moment in your life. You need to know how to meet them for yourself because no one else will. You need to be able to not only figure out what they are, but go after them in whatever capacity that looks like, right? And if that means asking for help, if that means um, reaching out to people, if that means, you know, getting yourself a fun non-alcoholic alternative to make you feel better and special, whatever it is, you need to figure out what your needs and wants are and how you're going to provide them for yourself. You need to learn how to advocate for ourselves because no one else again, no one else will because no one else knows you. No one else lives in your mind. No one else knows what you need and what you want. People aren't mind readers. Um, thank God, most of the time. <laughs> um, but you are. You're in charge of yourself. You are the captain of your ship. And so you need to figure out what that is. You need to ask for help. You need to look up, you need to research. You need to advocate for yourself. You just really need to, it's really hard to do. I definitely understand it. It feels really foreign. It feels really uncomfortable. I understand that, but it is a necessity. And especially if you want to change your relationship with alcohol, it is a non-negotiable. Think about why you drink. Think about why, what you were getting from alcohol. Even though you don't want to drink it, even though you want to change your relationship with it, what are you actually getting from it? Are you getting attention because you're like the, the fun, crazy party girl? Are you building up thinking that it's giving you liquid courage because 
you need that in order to build up your confidence to go talk to new people or go talk to like potential love interests? Is it something that you need or look for for a stress release? Is it something that you turn to because you were bored? You're getting something from drinking. And once you figure out what that something is, what that need or want is, then you can start to dissect it and figure out how to implement alternatives and how to actually meet that need and want in a healthier, more productive way that doesn't cause shame and regret and keep you in that spiral of, uh, or that cycle of drinking. Anyways, I feel like I've just rambled on and on and on and on. Um, I really have to say that this, again, I never thought that I would be five years sober, but here I am. And you know what? It's been tough. This year has been tough, but that's life. But it's also been really freaking incredible, really amazing. Um, And that is part and parcel to you, you listening you know, for being a part of our community, being a part of a Sober Girls Guide community. it It's amazing. I hope that uh, you are helping yourself, that you are changing your life. And by listening and showing up and being a part of this community, you are not only helping yourself, but you're also helping others. So thank you so much for listening. As always, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave your feedback. We love to hear your comments about the podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Sober Girl's Guide. And don't forget about the the website. Head over to asobergirlsguide.com. We have officially launched the Sober Girl Social Club membership which is a monthly membership with uh, support circles led by certified coaches. Uh, We have about four to five um, of those circles a week. So that's over 20 support circles there to help you and guide you through the month. Um, We also have um, an expert speaker once a month coming in and you'll be able to ask live question and answers get your your answers your questions answered right there on the spot Um, and then we all have exclusive content just for members only it's also a fantastic way to meet other sober girls to you know broaden our horizons we all know we all feel like this is just um we can't be the only person thinking or feeling this way i want to prove you wrong You are amongst friends here. You are amongst good company of women who all think and feel the same way that you do about their relationship with alcohol. And together, that's how we're going to empower each other and make some long-lasting changes. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.